And what that means is eventually I have to pass on the message and the torch. That's the nature of life, which is the greatest opportunity you could ever realize you and I have on this earth is we are carrying the message, the wisdom, the torch, and we're going to pass it on and have that ripple effect because one day we're going to die. Brain Podcast. Welcome to Unleash Your Supernova. This is a two-time award-nominated podcast and companion show to the Unleash Your Supernova book, a guide to thrive as a creative entrepreneur. I'm your host, Nova Lorraine, award-winning fashion designer, author, founder, as well as award-nominated producer and host. Just like an exploding star, we all have the ability to shine millions of times brighter than the sun, to expand into the greatest version of ourselves, reaching our fullest potential. Join myself and my inspiring guests as we guide you on a journey of growth, creativity, and manifestation in both business and life. My guests are creative entrepreneurs from around the world, doing what they love while shining a light to others. Today, I am excited to have with us Matthew Learning. Welcome, Matthew. Hi, Nova. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you in the studio today. And I'm just going to share a little bit about your background to our listeners before we get started. Born and raised in Winnipeg, Canada, in the south end of that city, where it felt like a small town with a bus stop, Matthew is delighted to now be living on the west coast of Canada. However, it was those frigid winters in Winnipeg and those scorching hot mosquito and music-filled summers that really turned Matthew into the strong and humble type of man that he is today. Motivated by the service of others, adventurous leadership, and a life of harmony, Matthew's guarantee is that he will never stop growing, and if you're around him, neither will you. Matthew is a portal for opulent business success, for extreme health breakthroughs, for personal growth miracles, for playfulness, and for practical wisdom. At the age of 17, due to a harrowingly direct experience of kundalini energy, and then again at the age of 25, this time involving some seriously paralyzing health issues, Matthew discovered two important slogans. Through you, the universe is becoming aware of itself. Plus, the utmost of life is service. Wow, Matthew. I would have to say that is one of the most unique bios I have read. (laughs) Can't wait to dig a little deeper into all of these things that um, we just talked about today. And as you know, we're going to be sharing the power of personal growth miracles with our listeners and how not only your growth as an entrepreneur, but also how harmony and having and finding your ally on this journey really plays a part in your personal growth. So yeah, thank you for joining me today. Are you ready to play? I'm ready to play. All right. Absolutely. Already playing. Happy to be here. Yep. Already playing. That's right. We are already playing. And just for the benefit of our first time listeners, our format of the show goes like this. Matthew and I are going to have a quick conversation about how he's unleashing his supernova. And then Matthew's going to play host. I'm going to give him the mic. He's going to ask me whatever question or questions he wants. And then at the end of the show, we're going to wrap up with a few questions from our listeners. And so without further ado, Matthew, I want to ask you, what is your why? You know, in my book, Unleash Your Supernova, as you know, because you read the book, yay. (laughs) You're right. I did. I'm so happy to read that book. In the book, as you know, it opens up with sharing how important it is for us to know what our why is. But even more importantly, is that why even the course that we should be following, does it feel good to us? Does it resonate with us in a positive way? And a lot of times circumstance or experiences or where we were raised or how we were raised is what shapes our why. And it may not always serve our greater good. And so that's why I challenge people to really think about why they're doing what they're doing or why they're with who they're with or even why they live where they live, right? And to see if it's really serving them. So it's always fascinating for me to hear what my guests' why 
is and how that has kind of shaped and guided them. Excellent. Well, let's talk about it. And Rain, I I bet you have a great audience because you're such a great person. Your soul is so bright and we hang around with people who are like that. So anyone listening to this, you're probably great and bright and beautiful as well. So let's uh, dive right into the question and the why stuff. So I'll just speak about my personal experience. And just so people have a little background, I mean, I'm 32, right? I live in Canada, like Nova said. I'm very successful in the business field, also very successful in the uh, the wellness field or the spiritual side of things. And I'm happy to be able to say I've, I've done both. And I'm just saying that out loud so that as you listen to this, there's some weight to the words. So personally, I love history. I don't know who else does. I love history for some reason. Me. <laughs> Yeah, good, good. You love history too. It's endlessly fascinating. And let's just put, and we're making it every day, by the way. Yeah. That's right. Right. Plus, if side note, it's funny, it's called his story, like his story. And so in my head, I say her story sometimes too, because why just make it about the men, right? So it's her story and his story. Yeah. But let's put it this way if we look back and look forward, all of us can realize very quickly that were technically very small grains of sand on a beach compared to time and all of the people and the civilizations that have come and gone and will continue to come and go. Mm. And this perspective that I live by all the time, I feel very blessed to have that perspective as a default for myself, okay? Mm. And so when I look back at history and all the cultures and the people of the past, They've basically just like passed on all of the innovation, the language, the ideas, the expressions, the body behaviors, the the tools, the lessons, etc. from their experiences over might be thousands or tens of thousands of years or, or longer. And this does two things. So one is I can have ample gratitude in every moment. And gratitude is a source of instant happiness. So I can have gratitude in any moment knowing that anything around me was invented in the past and someone probably put a lot of effort into it. Mm. And now it's for me, it's just easy. I can, here's my cup of tea. Here's my little pot. Here's my CD player, right? And gives me access to stuff. I have gratitude. But the biggest thing is this. When I look at the past, I realize that the only reason right now is so good is because they kicked butt. Someone did something great. Uh-huh. And when I look at my life right now, I'm just going to word this properly because it's a very important, uh, very important subject. Okay, who's played the telephone game when we were kids where everyone sits in a circle? You played that game, Nova? Remember the telephone game? You still I play. still play okay. it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I still play it with my kids who are all young adults and teens. <laughs> yeah, this is going to make sense because you asked what's my why and this is going to apply to everyone. The telephone game is where someone says a message to one person, they pass it to the next, and everyone says it. But after the message has gone through 10 or 15 people, at the end, when they say it out loud, it's totally different than the original message. And when I look back at history, Mm -hmm. I see that it's just the big telephone game, right? All of the cultures, all of our ancestors have been just passing on their messages or their innovations and their thoughts and their wisdom passing it on. And I realized that I'm living right now, which means I am currently holding the message, right? Or the torch, if you will, holding the torch, right? Mm. And what that means is eventually I have to pass on the message and the torch. That's the nature of life, Mm -hmm. which is the greatest opportunity you could ever realize you and I have on this earth is we are carrying the message, the wisdom, the torch, and we're going to pass it on and have that ripple effect because one day we're going to die. Okay, so this is my why. When I wake up is, am I holding the torch well? Or a better way to say it is, am I keeping the message clear? Am I retaining the message so that as I pass it on, it's the most effective, beautiful flame or message that it can be for the future generation? Because it will will determine the quality of their life, guaranteed 100% cause and effect just as our life is determined by the people who were here a hundred years ago. That's why our life is what it is. So this is my why, my friend, is can I carry the wisdom forward in a equal or even better way than it was carried to me, knowing it will impact future generations? Mm. And the reason this is so important 
is because, and it's going to get a little spiritual and a little quantum, we're going to get into the miracle zone right now. Here's how you have a personal growth miracle, is you got to realize where did it all come from? Okay, I'm going to say this differently. So in the book called uh, The Course in Miracles, which in chapter one, page one, it actually says miracles actually do not matter. The only thing that matters is their source, capital S, their source, Mm -hmm. which is far beyond evaluation. Okay. So that's how this leads into miracles. So when I look at the history of all the human beings that all of us are part of, I ask myself, where did all of the innovation and the wisdom and the ideas come from? Where did it all come from? Well, it came from the source of everything, I guess. What else is there? The source of everything. And as it says in the Course of Miracles, miracles come from source. Later in that first page, you can learn that it says it's your communication with that source, which gives you access to miracles whenever you want them. Mm. So let's bring it into entrepreneurship. If people want to have not just a little bit of success or a little bit of growth or just getting by, if you're tired of that mindset and you want quantum growth, if you want 10x sales, if you want 10x inner peace, you know, if you want a quantum leap, that's synonymous with a miracle. How do you access miracles? Well, you find their source and you connect with it and you ask for the miracle, you create it, okay? And I get access to that source every single day by remembering my history and having a why based in the history of all human beings and source, because it gives me access to unlimited power right now in every moment to serve and to be served by life. And that's why my life is so good. Interesting. Okay. Th- so that, w- that was a lot that you shared, which was fascinating. And I want to just break it down a little bit because you started with history or her story mm-hmm. and then using that as an anchor to find gratitude, everything all- that's around you. And then you went on to talk about this message, you know, the telephone game and how history, her story is, is like the telephone game and things get translated and changed as the game goes on. And so your goal right now is to take this message that currently exists and to understand that responsibility and taking on that responsibility of passing it on, but in the most beautiful, positive, and impactful way. So let's go back to what that message is. Are you seeing the message as just one statement? Are you seeing the message as a particular idea or invention that you're going to bring to the world? Oh, oh, of course. Yeah, no, it's one word is love. Okay. Right? That's the message. Uh, So... By and I'm just trying to connect the dots here with all that you shared. So well, that's that's why you're such a good podcast host. <laughs> so with the history, the telephone game, and this message of love that's been passed on. When you look at the things around you and the gratitude you get, is that because you're seeing the love that went into these objects? That wow, nice question, nice question. Yeah, it's because the love that is those objects because everything is love Mm. so the love that is those objects is seeing you loving them oh wow oh my gosh that's so interesting to see it that way i don't think i've ever heard it put that way that is so cool okay that just put a smile on my face (laughs) it doesn't take much (laughs) i love that and then so then going back to your your role is to take this love and pass it on in the most effective way. And so for you personally, does that translate into an object? Are they ideas or thoughts? Good question. So again, people are listening to this. It's different for everybody. That's that's for sure. But this can segue into one of our topics we decided to, you know, bring into this morning's conversation, which was this idea of having an ally. What does that mean to have an ally in life and all that? So at least on a personal level for myself, I bring love into my daily life and into life by being of service. But I like to call it being an ally for certain people or certain organizations or certain situations. And the word ally 
really has a, a lot of strong context to it, which we can you know break down and talk about. But that's my answer, Nova, is I personally bring love into the world through service to others and service to myself because I'm an other. I still count. And being an ally like that. That's honestly how I do it. I love that, that, you know, you started off by saying it's different for everyone, how that message, how love is going to be represented from them. And so how would you help someone figure out what their message is as you're being an ally? How do you help them figure it out? And then my second part to that question is, when did you figure this out? At what point in your life did you figure out that your message is going to include being this person of service for others? Okay, great questions. This is good. Okay, so how do other people figure it out? My gosh, that's what the journey is, my friends. Don't quit. I'll just tell you that. Don't quit. That's how you figure it out. Okay. Also, surround yourselves by people who have theirs figured out more than you have yours figured out. And then ask them how they did it, Mm -hmm. right? You become the five people you spend most of your time with. The law of association. It's very real. So make a list of your, your five closest people, the people you spend your most of your time with. You make that list and you look at it and you ask yourself, do at least three of these people have their purpose figured out more than me? Mm-hmm. Right? And if you don't know, you got to call them up and you got to ask them, get real about it. Okay. And after talking to them or just knowing them, if they don't have their purpose figured out more than you, you better go find a few people who do and make them your allies, make them your friends, get to know them. Because if you don't have the law of association on your side in that way, uh, you'll never figure out your purpose, guaranteed. Mm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Again, that's the telephone game. Right. Because there's a wisdom to figuring out your purpose. It's an art. It's a deep art. And if you're not surrounded by the artists who are painting that picture, you'll never learn how to paint it yourself. It's just impossible. Oh, that's so interesting. I see that in multiple layers. I see that in the the broadest sense, as you mentioned, just trying to find your purpose. And I love that because it's so simplified. And, you know, when I was having a conversation with some of my kids before they went on to college, I said, really pay attention with the five people you spend the most time with because you become more like them. And are they attributes or traits or characteristics that you admire, respect, et cetera? But I love this perspective of seeing that group of people guiding you to your purpose, because so many of us, especially at that age, are still trying to figure it out and feel so lost. There's so many young adults that feel so lost. And so I love that as a as a North Star for them is just assess your group of friends and associates and use that to your advantage. But then I also like on the micro level when you mentioned the artist, because if you are attracted to a particular activity or field or industry, and that brings you closer to your purpose. And then within that space, you can surround yourself with five people who figured that thing out or that space out much more than you. And you can continue to peel the onion layer and go further and further down that line. So I love that because it's so specific and it's so clear and it can give people an instant way to get there their goals. So thank you for sharing that tip. Mm-hmm, yeah. Now you had a second question that was similar. I admit, I forget exactly what it was. Do you remember? Yeah. So when did you figure this out? Like you mentioned that you're an ally and, and you want to be of service. When along your journey, did you figure that part of it out for you? You know, I'm an Aries or whatever that's worth. People say that means something. So I guess I'm an Aries in like five of my planets and I'm very ambitious and youthful and I'm always kind of connecting with people. And so I think through the nature of being a natural networker, I've just discovered this. That's one answer. But honestly, there's a better answer. And that's through Zig Ziglar's famous quote, which is, if you help enough people get what they want out of life, eventually you'll get what you want out of life. Mm. Right? And his quote there just says it really well, what great sages and saints have been saying for millennia in all the different languages, in all the different books. They say the same thing, but Zig says it in a mainstream Western way. So I figured it out when I, when I read his quote and I got into business and realized, yeah, the secret to success in life and business is to serve others and help them get what they want and care about that. Be genuine, be authentic. Don't starve yourself. It's not about being a martyr. But just help others and, and understand the dynamics of human relationships, human emotions, 
and what drives people and eventually uh you know be floating on cloud nine as long as you set goals for yourself so when did i figure it out zig ziglar quote also the kundalini experience when i was about 19 uh transcending my ego that'll usually that'll do the trick too <laughs> well you know we're not going to just stop there on that comment okay <laughs> i'm gonna have to ask a follow-up question one what is kundalini energy for those that's never heard that term before for our listeners that are that's hearing that for the first time and what was this experience if you don't mind sharing so let's start with what is kundalini energy and what was this experience that helped you transcend good disclaimer i'm not a kundalini (laughs) teacher (laughs) at all okay and most people aren't but maybe say they are and that's okay so Anyone here can go to YouTube and look up what is Kundalini energy and you can get a half decent answer better than I can probably give you here. But if you want the extremely deeper answers, you're going to want to find some old yogic texts. Paramahansa, what's his name? Paramahana, the autobiography of a yogi, right? Yes, I've read that. Amazing. Good example. Yeah, good example to get introduced. But I'll give my answer. So what is Kundalini, Kundalini yoga? Uh, For me, it was an unexpected experience when I was 19. I went meditating for the first time. I was in the woods next to a river in my hometown on a sunny afternoon, not a breeze in the sky. Mm. And I sat down under these trees and I had a book and I'm not kidding. It was called Meditation for Dummies. Yellow and one of those classic, (laughs) like straight out of 1990s. I was like, was it yellow and black? (laughs) And I followed the steps. Okay, close eyes. Okay, breathe. Okay. All right. Meditation for Dummies, 19 years old. And I started and I sat on this little log and I did the thing. And after about 10 minutes, I noticed I left like my body a little bit. You know, I was now in a different state and Hmm. I was so out of my normal state that I didn't even think about how cool it was. I just was feeling it. But after 20 minutes, I noticed my entire body was vibrating like immensely. My whole body was vibrating. Never felt anything like this before. And It vibrated so much that I got super scared, opened my eyes thinking, what the hell's that going on? I look up Uh and out of nowhere, this windstorm had picked up and the trees were getting whipped around at, you know, 80 kilometers an hour Mm -hmm. winds. And 20 minutes earlier, there was zero wind, not not a little bit in the sky. So it was a terrifying experience because these trees were almost literally coming down on me, crashing down like that from the wind. And my whole body was vibrating. I'd never done this before. I was 19 year old, grew up on, you know, beer skateboarding and, you know, Nirvana. And I realized something happened that day. In that moment, I thought, oh my God, I'm changed. This is never going to be the same. And I think it's going to be hard for a while. I thought that thought right away. Okay. And then I went and read some books and I learned about what is Kundalini. And I realized, oh my gosh, that day in the woods, I had a Kundalini awakening experience. I was uneducated. And I had no support system around it. So it actually threw me into a difficult five or six years of what I had, like basically an eating disorder. I ended up in a lot of emotional distress, psychological warfare with myself that I didn't have before. It was not fun. It made me who I am and thankful for that, but I don't recommend it. Mm -hmm. As most people who've had a Kundalini experience actually say, they don't recommend it unless you do it really with a guide. So that's my experience about how Kundalini woke up me. But now I'm going to answer your question. What the heck does that mean? What is that? Okay. So traditionally, uh, Kundalini means it's referring to the serpent, like snake, like the serpent life force energy that's coiled up at the base of everybody's spine. Okay. We're talking on more of an energetic body, chakras, energy, spirit body stuff, not just the physical body. Okay, but energetically, there's this coiled up potential that lives inside all of us and it, it hibernates in the base of our spine, our coccyx. And with the right guidance or maybe the right you know, meditation for dummies book and a bit of a windstorm, you can activate this life force, spiritual life force energy. And as soon as you do, you can't put it back to bed. Okay, It wakes up and it takes control of your nervous system and... A lot of people who deal with uh, mental illness, a lot of people who end up in um, maybe, I don't know what the word is, mental hospital or diagnosed with some mental illness in our society, 
sometimes they've actually just had kundalini awakening mm. and our society has absolutely no idea how to deal with that they won't even look at that idea and so they just get a bunch of pills and think they're insane for the rest of their life but in fact their uh spiritual snake has opened inside them you could say quiet so this is four five six seven eight thousand years worth of scientific spiritual knowledge that i have no authority to teach or talk about <laughs> <laughs> just doing my best to give a little intro people can go learn about it on their own but it it is something that's real documented and what it did for me like many other humans is I now feel spiritually awoke and I say that as humbly as I possibly can. It's not a intelligence thing. I'm not there's no better than others. It's not about that at all. It's simply our DNA has potential to be filled with vitality, creativity, mm, yes, and self-awareness. Right. And kundalini awakening is just one of many 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 ways to activate that DNA. and live that kind of life. I love how you condensed all those years of wisdom into <laughs> these few minutes and so clear and so wonderful and as you were sharing that story it made me think of a couple of things, you know, being outside and being in nature and not just being around trees which we know have a high frequency and but being by water that also vibrates at a high frequency and there's a lot of physicians now that are recommending for people to be out in nature more and to take walks and hikes to help with anxiety or depression or different forms of mental illness and just being in nature alone will rise or raise your vibration and your health your state of mind your mental health so to be in that place and to actually follow the instructions of meditation for dummies I'm like hmm, maybe I need to get that book was probably a very powerful combination. So that was something that came across my mind, but then also as you were sharing how kundalini awakening is just one way of many to activate these various elements within our DNA that will give us more awareness, more vitality, more energy, more creativity. And similarly to your experience of taking sort of this deep dive into a lot of lower energy places before coming to this really peaceful state that you're in now a few years ago kundalini didn't even exist in my vocabulary and i remember having this very energetic experience that i couldn't explain and it was so profound that i was just scared to talk about it cuz i didn't know how to express it to anyone and i didn't know i didn't even have a word or a title for it And so I just started just researching and using a variety of search terms until I came across the word kundalini and that took me down that rabbit hole of what the kundalini awakening is and energy and and all these other things and similarly it definitely felt like this very lonely I guess at well, at times very dark experience trying to figure out what is this and and what do I do now with all this awareness and and it's like you need this outlet and support as you mentioned and so eventually getting to a much better space so i loved how you shared that very vulnerable time in your life with us and our listeners and i definitely can relate i know it's very different for everyone who's gone through it but i think it's important to note and especially as you mentioned mental health as you know my background started in clinical psychology so very very sympathetic to anyone that is dealing with mental health or someone in their circle that has mental health issues and it's funny i was just having this conversation with my husband the other day and i was like i wonder some people that are titled with mental health labels i wonder if they're actually just tapping into a deeper aspect of awareness or a different dimension or you know something dealing with more quantum knowledge that we may not even understand and there's just no outlet or support for that and so they're medicated yeah and often so i loved how you brought that up because i think it's so important that we have more compassion and empathy for those that may be experiencing mental health especially for the first time and 
to have that patience with them as well, because I feel our society definitely can use a lot more support systems um, for everyone, because there is obviously a spectrum of mental health, right? Of course, yeah, it, a good example. And hopefully my goal for the future is to merge these two and have it all. So if you look back three, four, five thousand years, spiritual enlightenment or kundalini awakening or uh, how do I say wisdom <laughs> let's call it wisdom having wisdom and being like spiritually enlightened was like what today is being like a multimillionaire. everyone was like whoa they did it that's such it's the greatest achievement in society is to like become an awakened and then serve society with wisdom oh man I want to be like that when I grow up and if there was an Instagram 4,000 years ago, everyone would have taken pictures of the yogis. <laughs> right. <laughs> but now it's different. Now it's like, oh, I want to be multimillionaire, billionaire. Yeah. And everyone takes photos of that. And so when people achieve the yogi success, the spiritual success, a lot of times, you know, get locked up. Mm. <laughs> right. You know, get pushed to the fringe of society. Yeah. And uh, I'm a believer in wealth and I'm, I'm a believer in wisdom and spiritual success. So I, I see the future as being uh, both are, are fully encouraged actually. So, but yeah, just, just for people to remember is that if you're feeling creative, but on the fringe of society and you don't like how things are, one, you would have been glorified 3000 years ago. <laughs> and two is that decide today that the future is gonna be different and start being a leader and taking responsibility for our reality and our culture and do let's do what we all can to make a world where we can have it all and that inclusivity and stuff oh that just gave me goosebumps <laughs> i love that you said that to make a decision that the future will be different and it's empowering to know that each of us can change the future like we're making as you mentioned earlier in the show we're making history but we're also creating the future at the same time. And if we can grasp that, grasp that, and I think also just bringing up the fact that what we glorified today versus what was glorified in the past and, and how different those scales are. You know, it's interesting. I, as I was writing the book last summer, I was also conceptualizing my TED talk mm -hmm. and I wanted to build it around that first chapter of your why. And I, I came up with this system of how you can figure out your why and, and which one of those would be your North Star. But I wanted to test it. So I asked my family to indulge me and said, can you guys just, you know, sit around the table for a few minutes and, and do this little game with me? Because I want to see if this actually works. And we each had to make a list of the things that we want. And which was a challenge. If you ask someone, write down 10 things that you really want, like really want, they're stumped and it takes a minute or more, 10, 15 maybe, <laughs> before they get those first three out. But once once you get to four and five, it's the river starts flowing. But anyway, as I'm writing this list down, and it did for me as well, it was challenging because we're, I don't know, we're just not raised to really live for what you want, like what you really love, what really turns you on, like those things, as opposed to what maybe culture has said, this is what you should go for. But anyway, as I'm going down this list, my 10th item, the last one, was tapping into that enlightenment, that wisdom, those supernatural gifts that we all have. And the smile on my face was just like, I was beaming and I was like, you know what, forget all these other things on the list. I want this, like, this is it. Like, this is the ultimate, this is the peak. Because if you have that, you have everything. And it is so true as, you know, we were talking before the podcast and you said you're at, in this state of peace. Like you were just really well and, and all is good in your life and your world. And, and if we are able to focus on that enlightenment, to focus on that, that growth, these personal growth miracles, the spiritual growth, then all will be well with us and in our world. And if that means wealth to you and being this multimillionaire, great. If that means, you know, living as a hermit in the cabin on the mountainside, great. Like whatever that means to you, you will have it. And so I think it's so important for us to understand that's really just giving back to ourselves by focusing on that. It's, mm -hmm. it's how you refill that well. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give a quote and then I'm going to ask you a question because you said I could ask you questions. That's right. So a quote by 
the internet says is John Bon Jovi. So <laughs> let's assume it is. He's a smart guy. So here's what it says. The quote is, miracles happen every day. Change your perception of what is a miracle and you'll see them all around you. Mm. Okay. The reason I share that quote is because, yes, you talked to me earlier about peace. And I did say that I have tons of peace. My life is amazing. But my life is amazing even when it's not. And I have peace even when I don't. Yeah. You see? That's because I changed my perception of what is peace and what is a miracle. And so I thought John Bon Jovi could back us up on that one. <laughs> so it's our perspective. It's our perspective that allows us to have peace like that. So I just wanted to throw that in there at the end. Perfect. And yes, this is a great segue into handing you the mic. You're going to play host for a few minutes and you're going to ask me whatever question you like. All right, folks. So get ready for this one. We're going to ask Nova a brilliant question. It's going to light her up. We're going to see Nova's supernova here. So, you know, at the beginning of this talk, I talked about history and the telephone game and carrying the message, holding the torch, passing on the torch of human existence, really. And so the question to you, Nova, as we're now in 2022, moving forward in history and her story, what is the message you're carrying? What is the torch that you're carrying right now? Oh, I love that. Huh, this is, you know, I feel like this has almost like a wave or a roller coaster of a journey for me that my life has been. And depending on when you ask me this question, the answer might change. But where I'm at right now is I feel my torch, my message is to really indulge in my art and whatever medium fills me up in that moment to mm -hmm. inspire others to be happy and whatever that definition of happiness for them. And I'll take it even further to inspire others mm -hmm. to go after their joy and bliss. And mm -hmm. I feel that happiness is so used, it might not have that emotional impact. But when you think of joy and bliss, which bliss literally entered into my <laughs> vocabulary a few years ago, I just feel like it hits the core. And it's a, a deeper emotion of being at peace. And so yes. it just took me a while to figure out that that is through my art. And I feel that my art expresses itself in a variety of ways. And to be unapologetic about how that expression is presented. So if it's through podcasting or if it's through painting or if it's through acting or whatever that expression is, it's still art. And my goal is to use those art forms to bring joy to those that are receiving them. Yes. So I'm going to say something, then I'll ask another question. Mm -hmm. So you said inspiring others to joy and bliss. Thank goodness you're doing that because we need more people doing that. Your art is such a great form for you to be at peace and to have joy and to have bliss. So for everything I've learned in my own life, the key to bliss comes from living in the moment. And I was going to ask you, how do you live in the moment? But you already answered it through your art is my assumption. Yeah, I was having a conversation with my daughter last night. And I said that yesterday, I just felt it was just a, a happier day for me or lighter day or the space. I was definitely in a place of joy yesterday. And days leading up to up to that, I was getting over being sick, which doesn't feel as good. <laughs> But what I did differently yesterday was that I was super intentional in indulging in the various and a variety of art forms that I just haven't done in a while. And that in and of itself just made my day. It brought me into the present moment. I was so much more creative and productive and it took a lot less time to get things done. I did yoga, I exercised, I meditated, I cooked, I did an art tutorial, wrote, like I was doing all these things that I just kept putting off like, oh, I have to do this other task. And let me just put that off until later. And I was like, no, today I'm actually going to just do these things. I'm not going to schedule it or plan it. I'm just going to do them now. And it felt so good. And I ended the night with a three hour improv class. So just ended the night with just three hours of acting and laughing. So it was a great day. And yes, when I'm 
in my art forms, whatever they are, maybe dancing or podcasting or drawing or designing, I am in the present moment. And that brings me bliss and that brings me joy. You're right. The present moment's where it's at, my friend. A lot of us, we want to like keep up with the Joneses or the, uh, you know, the trend. We want the next big thing, line up at the iPhone store or whatever. And I believe that living in the moment is really where it's at. It's the biggest trend that'll ever exist because now is now and that's all there ever is. And so here's my next question for your podcast listeners. And this may be easy to answer. It might put you at an edge to think about. But if you had to give some wisdom to a large audience about how to live in the moment, yeah, what would you say? How would you teach them? I would say there's a quick technique that you can use to bring yourself back in the moment. Because I feel that a lot of times, if this isn't something you're used to doing, you may not even know what that means or what it feels like to be in the moment. As parents, if we are raising our children, it's you know always the next class or grade or activity or event or et cetera. If we're entrepreneurs, it's the next goal or milestone on the roadmap. And there's all these things that sort of keep us in the future planning mindset or in a past mindset. So just even recognize what that feels like. One thing I would share is activate your senses. Like if you are tapping into your five senses, you are bringing yourself into a present moment state. And that's why like running or walking brings you into the present moment. Dancing or singing brings you into the present moment. You are, you're focused only on that movement or that action or that activity. And you're not judging anything or yourself in that moment. And so if you just take a moment to say, okay, I have five fingers on my hands. Let's start with our senses. What are five things around me that I see? What are four things that I hear? What are three things that I can touch? What are two things that I can smell? What's one thing that I can taste? And just activating your senses will physically bring you into the moment. And when you're in that moment, you are just overwhelmed with that sense of peace. And so I would say just get used to feeling what that feels like. And so when you're doing an activity that brings you that same sensation, you can connect the dots and say, oh my gosh, cooking brings me into that moment of peace. That's exactly what it felt like when I did that activity and whatever that is for you. And so I would share, tap into your five senses, use that as a tool to bring you back into the moment when you're feeling anxious or stressed or sad. Because usually if you're feeling depressed, sad, or angry, you are thinking about the past. And if you're feeling anxious or stressed, you're thinking about the future. And so if you're feeling any of those emotions, you're a little too far out or a little too far back. And so just tap into your senses to bring you into the moment. And that's what I would share. Nova. <laughs> A plus, my friend. Yay. Yay. <laughs> that was an excellent question. I was like, oh, no, what would they say? There's so many things you could do. But thank you. Thank you. I'm going to take back the mic so we can get in at least one question for my listeners before we wrap up. But that was amazing. I literally could sit here with you for another few hours, not just an hour few hours and continue to play. This is so incredible. And the wisdom you're sharing is so powerful. So thank you. Thank you. Question from our listeners is you mentioned harmony in the beginning of the show. What advice would you give for someone that wants to find harmony in their life today? Wow. Should I answer that first, Nova? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what advice for someone who wants to find harmony in their life today? Ah. <sighs> First of all, I have no idea who asked that, but I don't need to. Here's the first thing I'll say. Some people don't have harmony because they don't have harmony with money. Okay. I wanted to say that slightly differently. Look at the word harmony. If you put one more letter in there, you could literally write out H-A-R-M-O-N-E-Y. Harmony. Harmony. Right? Okay. A lot of good people were raised on some ancient crappy conditioning that money and success and drive action goals and plans are not good. Okay. For some reason, we could talk about that another time, let's say. 
Okay, so this is so important because when I used to be anti-money or at least not pro-money, when I was like, yeah, mediocrity is <laughs> fine and paycheck to paycheck is okay and blah, blah, blah. It's all subconscious, right? But when those were my beliefs, my God, there's no way I could have harmony mm-hmm. because one, I had to live inside of paycheck to paycheck life. I had to not think abundantly. And here's the problem with that. Remember I talked about the source of miracles is connecting with the source of everything, The source of everything is so abundant, it's literally infinite. It's the most abundant thing there is. It's mm. infinite. Okay? So when our inside, by you know what I mean by inside of us, that's our thinking, our feelings, our sensations, our beliefs. When our inside is out of alignment with the outside, which is infinite, then we suffer forever because we're not in alignment. Like a like a bad song where someone's playing guitar out of key, It's just so hard to listen to. That's how our life feels when we're not thinking, feeling, and being abundant because life is those things. So if you don't have harmony with money, I recommend a book called uh, Busting Loose from the Money Game. Okay. All right. The guy's name is Robert Scheinfeld. Busting Loose from the Money Game audiobook or physical book. That'll do the trick right there to bust you out of the old money game uh, if you don't have harmony with money yet. So that's the cause of about 80% of people's uh, suffering is they've got poor money beliefs, poor success and power beliefs. And then I'll say one more thing to their question in case they do have harmony with money. So if you already have harmony with money, you got to write down that list of five people that you spend the most of your time with again, law of association. You got to look at those five people quite honestly, the five people you spend most of your time with and do at least three or more of those people have more harmony in their life than you. If not, this is your problem. You just don't have enough close friends who have harmony and know how to figure that one out. So if you don't have that yet, which you probably don't if you're asking that question, and just be honest, you should find at least one, two, or three more people, make friends with them and become their allies so that they can rub off on you and you'll figure out how to do this harmony thing. Yeah? Maybe someone like Nova, for example. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Oh, we definitely have to bring you back, Matthew. Maybe we'll do a whole show on harmony with money. I don't know, but wow, so much, so much wisdom. So powerful. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I had goosebumps again when you were talking at the end, which is just my inner self saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." That resonates. <laughs> That's an alignment. Yes. It's so um I am so full right now. I'm just so happy, so grateful that you are on the show today and our listeners are able to get all of this juicy juicy knowledge and I'm asking all of you to run with it. Like re-listen to the show, take notes, read that book, assess your associates, you know, your associates, your friends on um, Take these little tips of of advice, not even little, these amazing words of wisdom and apply them to your life. They can make such an impact, such a difference. And again, I'm grateful, I am thankful, I'm full, I'm happy and the day is still young, so I'm excited to see where this energy is going to overflow into today. So thank you so much Matthew for sharing all of that. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we wrap up? Oh, I'm also very grateful to be here with you all to spend time with you right now and uh very grateful for what you do Nova as a leader in the community and in the world. It is leadership that makes the world go around and and uh so I appreciate what you do. And I think the last thing I'd say is, you know, love. Gosh, is it ever just so cheesy to say that? Like love really is what everything is. And all I do every day is ask myself Am I choosing love or fear right now? Yeah. Am I thinking love or fear? And I mean that's it. I can throw all the other self-help books out if I want to. I won't. Definitely not throwing yours out. Yours is great, but bottom line is am I in love right now with myself with life? And if I am, how can I share that with someone else? And that's kind of how I live my life. So I'll leave people with that. Yes, I love that you mentioned that and that's something that I share with others as well. You know, when we're making a decision, it's so easy for us to make it out of fear or lack and just to remind yourself when you're making a decision just stop for a moment and say is this out of love 
or is this out of fear? And that can follow Nova's advice. She taught us well today. Oh, your advice. <laughs> no, no, no. You get connected to your senses. Hey, when you're about to make a decision or say something, just take a moment, mm. pause, breathe, feel the air, or just connect to your senses like Nova was teaching us, and you'll find the moment. You'll be in the moment. Mm. And it's from the moment where love lives. And if you're not in the moment, it can be hard to find love in your body. So I think uh, let's combine everything with just saying that is when you're making decisions, find the moment by playing with your senses and being present and you will increase your likelihood of being in a state of love by a very large amount. Yeah. Oh, so incredible. <laughs> I'm like, oh, can't we just keep going? But we will have to do a part two. Absolutely. Or in part three, four, all of that. So thank you again, Matthew. And I want to just share quickly, how can our listeners stay in touch with you? Oh, it's easy. My website is just my name. So www.matthew with two T's, M-A-T-T-H-E-W. My last name is learning, L-E-A-R-N-I-N-G.com, matthewlearning.com. That's how. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you again. And thank you to our listeners for joining us on another episode of Unleash Your Supernova, your guide to creativity, manifestation, and mindfulness, where we show you how to tap into and become the brightest version of yourself. If you love what you heard today or even liked what you heard today, please subscribe and share with a friend. Don't just download, subscribe so you don't miss our new episode releases every week. And if you have not yet gotten the book, Unleash Your Supernova, what are you waiting for? You heard Matthew. He has it. He loves it. Mm -hmm. Get your copy of Unleash Your Supernova, your guide to thrive as a creative entrepreneur, where you will learn how to increase your creativity and beat burnout on this crazy roller coaster ride of creative entrepreneurship. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, whatever your choice is at every bookstore, go get it today. And please... If again, if you love the book, gift it to a friend. Again, this is Nova Lorraine, your host, and it was a pleasure. And until next time, everyone, ciao.